Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. You can also hit the scroll down menu, find After Dark with Robin Andrew, get our full archive of shows, hundreds of shows uh, at this point, just of us, not to mention... Uh, the thousands of other shows that have been posted over at AmericaOutloud.com and on all the streaming platforms. So uh, we appreciate your continued support, and uh, we're looking forward to going into 2024, hopefully with a new president of the United States at the end of that year. Uh, But we're going to see how things are playing out. As we talked about last night, the indictment against former President Donald Trump is uh, the main news still going out there. Uh, you've got pundits like Bill Barr coming out and saying that Trump is toast. Even Alan Dershowitz uh, gave kind of a grim report of what the future looks like for Trump. So it sounds like he's got his work cut out for him. This could be the big one that uh, the deep state has been um, looking for this entire time on President Trump. I mean, we've seen investigation after investigation against him. We've seen the Russian hoax. Uh, we saw his perfect phone call with Zelensky scrutinized. Uh, just thing after thing, they came after this guy, and they haven't been able to find anything. His tax returns, that's another one that they focused on. But it looks like maybe uh, they can kind of stretch the laws. They can make up their own laws with this Biden administration in Merrick Garland. So uh, this could be the big one Democrats have been looking for for years. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts tonight on the indictment of Donald J. Trump? Well, it's just this is a continuation, as we said, of our conversation from last night as to how Joe Biden has weaponized and colluded with the FBI to get the Department of Justice to go after Trump and indict Trump. And I know, as you said, I hear all the talking pundits that came out on Sunday and even Monday and today saying that this could be it for Trump, mainly Bill Barr, who came out and said that Trump could be toast in this situation. And I laid this all out to you on last night as to how the left have basically just changed the laws to fit what they want to uh, to, to indict. Now, and I know that Alan Dershowitz, who's a rather clever and brilliant law professor, Professor Meredith at Harvard, has been saying all along that these charges are all trumped up charges, you know, for lack of a better word, and how the Department of Justice is just going after Trump just to stop him from running again. They're pretty much meddling in the election. They don't want the people to decide because they feel as if though the people can't make a good decision. So now they want to intervene and they want to decide for the people, as they did in 2020 and in 2022, with all of the colluding that took place in the election, the malfeasance. Now, some will say, well, nothing, the, the election wasn't stolen. And if you say anything about it, we'll come after you. 
But every time the Democrats have lost an election, they're able to say that the election was stolen. And no one says anything about it. It becomes a talking point. When Trump won in 2016, that's all they talked about, that the election was stolen. And that's what gave us Russia collusion. For four years, we had Russia collusion. And I'm trying to find out how did Trump collude with the Russians to steal the election. Perfectly fine. Everyone in the media was okay with it. Everyone in the Department of Justice, the FBI, because the FBI, as we found out from the John Doerr's report, was in on it, was in on the collusion and trying to remove Trump from office. So fast forward now, if we were to say that 2020 was stolen, oh, you have no proof. And I read something the other day is that when you have all the proof, you know what happened, happened. Don't even try to convince anyone else because they don't care about reasoning. They don't care about logic. They just want to cleave and hold on to their lie, which is what they've been doing so successfully. So now fast forward, Bill Barr saying that Trump is toast. Alan Dershowitz saying that this doesn't look good, especially the tape with Trump saying, I have these documents. Okay, short end of it before I go into that, as I did last night, I don't care if they have them on tape, if they don't have them on tape. This is not something to be prosecuted over. This is not something to drag the country through. If we're not going to hold Hillary Clinton accountable for destroying evidence, destroying evidence when they told her you weren't supposed to have those classified documents, she destroyed evidence. How is that not a gun, a firing gun? How can that not be? How, how can we look at that and say, well, there's nothing to see here? And then you had James Comey to come out and say that no prosecu- reasonable prosecutor would prosecute this case when we know that they would. So I don't, I don't get what these people are saying or what they're trying to say. Actually, I do know in Bill Barr's instance what he's trying to say. But again, we have John Durer's report that pointed out that Barack Obama knew what was happening. Barack Obama knew that Hillary Clinton was trying to frame Donald Trump with Russia collusion. It's in a report. And you mean to tell me the Department of Justice doesn't want to go in and investigate and call Barack Obama in? You mean the Senate or the House of Representatives first don't want to call Barack Obama in? But we're going to look at something that Trump said? And we've got to get to the conclusion of that because he's innocent until proven guilty. And as I said, he could have just been talking off the top of his head on the tape. But we have John Durer's report, a credible report, that's saying that the former president, Barack Obama, knew what Hillary Clinton was doing. And no one is concerned about that? That we had a sitting president staging a coup against an opposition party. And we have that right now. Joe Biden is trying to arrest his opponent. So for what Dershowitz was saying, that that tape, that's pretty incriminating. Well, I would submit to you that John Durham's report is incriminating also. I would submit to you that Trump could have been just talking off the top of his head as he does so many times. I don't care about that tape. And how did that tape get leaked? Aren't we concerned about that? That's a crime. We're more concerned with what he said as opposed to the process crime of that tape being leaked. And how about the judge's that told Trump's attorneys, you must talk to us. Screw attorney-client privilege. We have had that. That's one of the bedrocks of our society, attorney-client privilege. 
No one wants to discuss that. No one wants to say that that was wrong. No one wants to say that if his attorneys were to petition that to the court, the judges to say, we're going to throw this out because this is wrong. We're going to declare mistrial or we're not going to even move forward with the trial because of the attorney-client privilege that was breached because of a judge who was trying to go after Trump. Why aren't these discussions being had? Instead, it's, oh, it looks bad for Trump. It looks bleak for Trump. But it also, Andrew, looks bleak our justice system because the worlds the walls of our justice system have been breached we have put a hole through it and an 18 willow can go straight through it because we have completely destroyed it so jack smith coming out and saying well 37 indictments that are pretty much the same thing and in essence what he's trying to do is say that 37 indictments here so trump will have to be found guilty on all of them he can't be found innocent on one and then guilty on all the others because if that's the case, he still goes to jail. And do we really want a former president to go to jail? If the tables were turned, and the, I don't even have to say if the tables are turned, let's just look at John's Durham report in relationship to Barack Obama. This isn't rocket scientists. It does not take a legal lease or a lawyer to look at this and say, at face value, this is wrong. This is double jeopardy. You guys were looking for a crime, and you found it. And now you're trying to present it out there to us. When I say they found it, not necessarily that what they found was a crime, but they created the crime. 37 indictments. And when you read it, it's pretty much the same thing. Espionage. Really? Who is he trying to sell the information to? Whereas Joe Biden, we know, according to a, a credible FBI informant, took a bribe from another country to help him. Now think about this. Took a bribe to help them with policies that would favor that country. No one wants to talk about that. We don't think that that's important. We feel that that's just all. There's, there's nothing here. These are the things we have to look at what they're not telling us. So I appreciate what Dershowitz is saying that, you know, this looks really bad. But when you break it down and you ask the question, how did they get access to that video? Why was that video leaked to the media? And why is it that the judge decided to suspend attorney-client privilege? Folks, what they're trying to do here is set precedent. And I know that there are a lot of you who don't like Trump, and you're okay with this, and let's just go, he did this, he brought it upon himself. It goes beyond that. Because once a precedent has been set, the next judge will use the same precedent. Now, imagine you telling your attorney something, and then the judge goes, no, nope, we want to find out what you told your attorney, because we happen to hear, we happen to know from reliable sources that you told your attorney something that's going to probably make you guilty. This is what we're talking about here. But yet still, the media doesn't want to cover it. They don't want to break it down. That's the reason why after Dark and Rob with Robin Andrew, we are breaking it down, and we would encourage you to share this. Take what we're saying and have this as one of your talking points. When you're talking to someone and they start saying, oh, well, Trump this, just say, wait a minute. Let's just uh, take Trump out of the equation. Attorney-client privilege has been breached. Our rule of law has been breached. A hole has been put in the rule of law, and an 18-wheeler can go straight through it. And you don't see that as being a problem? No one sees that as being a problem. It is very dangerous. We should not take this lightly. 
So while we have the talking heads out there saying, oh, this looks bad for Trump, and I don't know how Trump is going to get out of this, and Trump, he brought this on himself. It has nothing to do with the rule of law and what was breached to bring forth this indictment. The same thing with Alvin Bragg. The exact same thing. And we can say the same thing with this lawsuit that whereby Trump was found guilty of forcible touching of Gene Carroll. Because when you look at that, when that trial or when that case was brought forth, right? I think it was, this is 2023. I think it was 2022. November, before Thanksgiving, they decided to go in and change the law so that people can go back and for false accusations and bring forth charges. Because that whole Gene Carroll thing, that was so long ago, like 30 years ago. But they changed the law so that they could go after Trump. And no one is thinking that that's wrong. No one is saying, wait a minute, we can't do this. Because if we were to do this, we could start changing all the laws to go after people. But see, the media... They won't explain that to you. They'll make you think, you see, we got him. And even to say that we got him, why were you trying to get him? If a crime had been committed, there it is, bring him in. But they had to change the law. We're going to change the law so that we can bring Jean Carroll's charge against him, her case against him, because she claimed that he slandered her. So you mean that he can't defend himself when someone says that they raped him? Oh, and by the way, during the trial, we're going to let you bring in all this other information about Trump. What he said on Access Hollywood tape about grabbing women. Again, he made the comment. But did he mean it? Is that exactly what he was saying? And as I said last night, when he says that the news media is fake news, why can't we take that at face value? Why can't we take it face value when he's calling CNN and MSNBC fake news? When he's saying that they are the enemy of the people, why can't we take that at face value and run with them? But we can run with – he was on a video, and he said that he has information, and he doesn't even know that he had declassified and that he could he could declassify it. To me, it just sounds like someone who's just running off at the mouth, as Trump does. As he does, and that's how he gets the respect from world leaders. But see, we want to penalize him for this. We want to, oh, he got to stop this. We want someone like Barack Obama, someone like Joe Biden, who can tell us that, oh, the world, the economy is great. And everyone fears us. When we see the economy isn't great, oh, just watch me. I can keep up. There's nothing wrong with me mentally or physically. When we see that there's something wrong with him mentally and physically, we see that he can't put two sentences together. We see that he can't speak extemporaneously. He has to have note cards. We see that, and there's something wrong with it. We see him constantly falling down and can barely get up. We see that. You can't tell me that, oh, he just had a trip. No, those are too many trips. Before long, he'll be taking a trip to the hospital, and rightfully so. But we see that, and we're supposed to pretend as if though that does not exist, that it's okay, that people have fallen. Who hasn't fallen down? I'll tell you who hasn't fallen down. Warren Buffett hasn't fallen down. Diane Feinstein, from what I'm seeing, hasn't fallen down, albeit she's in a wheelchair now. So why is it, Pertel, is Joe Biden constantly falling down? Could it be 
that he's in a league that he can't play in? Could it be that old age has caught up with him? Could it be that he has dementia? But we can't ask those questions. We're supposed to suspend reality and believe that this 80-year-old man who is decrepit is able to lead the United States, the free world. And because his opponent is a lot more active and qualified than he is, what better way to, to stop the opponent than to push up all these trumped-up charges, charges that I myself, Joe Biden that is, is guilty of, but I know that I have a complicit media who is not going to hold me accountable. I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't like Trump that will speak out against him. So I've made my case, and I can sail right back into 2024 being an old man who can barely hold his water and who's probably, excuse me, pooping in his pants at this very moment, Andrew. Yeah, I, that's a visual I do not want to think of. But nonetheless, we are going to move on, have a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with you. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. if you're in the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Ian. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The Miracle Enzyme Natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, povidone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and we're continuing our discussion on the Trump indictment. And, you know, if there's one thing we got to say about Donald Trump that is something that he hasn't done a good job of, it's some of the people that he's put around him. Um, he admits that Chris Christie talked him into hiring Christopher Wray uh, as FBI director, just as one example. And uh, Bill Barr has to be another example of this being a bad hire for Trump, or perhaps he should have fired him after the Mueller report was all taken care of because 
uh, Barr was pretty worthless after that, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, Bill Barr has gone out on the circuit bashing President Trump ever since he left the White House in 2020. I mean, this guy, any chance he gets, he bashes President Trump, just like John Bolton, uh, just like so many others that Trump has hired. Uh, he's really got to get this under control when he gets back into the White House in 2024 and uh, only put people around him that he can trust and that have shown their true colors and uh, that they're trustworthy. Rob, what are your thoughts on Bill Barr's latest comments? Well, I had started talk about Bill Barr in the first half of the show, and then I decided to bring up some other points that I felt that our viewers or listeners rather need to be made aware of. But I'm, I'm glad you're bringing reintroducing Bill Barr uh, because it's worth noting that uh, let's just admit, as I said before in some of our other shows, Bill Barr saved Trump's first his presidency over this whole Russia collusion because he saw it was a lie. He knew it was a lie. He put the kibosh on it. Bill Barr also knew that Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and John Brennan were trying to stage a soft coup. He knew that John Brennan had gone into Barack Obama's office with Joe being there and told them both what Hillary was doing that she had designs to cook up this entire Russia collusion narrative. He knew that. Bill Barr knew it. And Bill Barr should have spoken out against it. Now, folks, you got to go back and remember when Trump picked Bill Barr. And when you look back at it, Bill Barr's, his entire thing was, as he said, I want to save the country from all this nonsense because he knew it was a bunch of nonsense. He saw through it. These people meet after work and they talk. He knew that this whole Russia collusion was going nowhere. He was at the Department of Justice. He saw all the briefs. He saw everything that was coming by his desk. He knew what the FBI was doing, but yet still he did not stand up at the time. But what he did do is say, hey, I'm going to appoint John Durham to look into the genesis of Russia collusion. No, Bill Barr already knew the answer. And remember, so many times when he would go on the fake news and talk about the Russia collusion and, you know, uh, Russia disinformation and the election frauds and everything, he would come out and say, I remember he would have gotten into an argument with, uh, with Wolf Blitzer saying, Wolf, come on. What you guys are trying to do with the election as far as mail-in ballots, there's already – a non-trust factor with the American people. And if we go down that road, it will completely erode everything. And it did. It did. He knew that having those mail-in ballots and voting for, for uh, a whole month, he knew what it was going to cause. But no one wanted to listen. No one wanted to believe. No one wanted to listen to Bill Barr at the time. It's like, oh, no, he's just saying stuff. Fast forward, look at where we are now. Look at where we are. Had Bill Barr stood up and just said, folks, I've just got to be honest with you. Our government has been lying. Barack Obama knew what was happening, the whole Russia collusion. It was just that, a big farce. And remember, the media 
they started going after Barr, saying, what does Barr know? Barr should come out. Why, how dare he shut down the Russia collusion? And he should have done this. And how dare he not see what let us see what's on Bob Mueller's report? And he's redacting this and redacting that. And he probably redacted the parts of it whereby Barack Obama's name was mentioned. And then slowly the media backed up off of it. Like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't touch this. Because perhaps someone in Barr's camp told them, you might want to shut your mouth up. Because this could fall squarely at the feet of your God, Barack Obama. So they left it alone. Although Adam Schiff came out and said, oh, we've got President Trump dead to right. We've got all the information. We know that he did this with Russia and going on and on and on. And none of these people have been held accountable. None of them. Not a one has been held accountable. I think what Trump was saying was probably partially right. That Bill Barr choked. When the Democrats started threatening to impeach him, he backed off. Because remember during the election, and they said they were malfeasance. Bill Barr claimed that he called the different secretaries of state or the Department of Justices within those states and say, hey, is there anything going on here that we should look at? And they told him no. Well, of course, if you just ask the question like that, they're going to say no. What about an investigation? And that's what a lot of people didn't like because they felt that he should have put forth an investigation. And just as soon as the election was over, what did Bill do? I'm going to resign. I'm going to tender my resignation. Bill Barr couldn't take the heat. He couldn't stand up. No, I know that working with Trump is very difficult. I've heard many people say it. But for him, to I'm just going to get out of here because I can't take it. It's getting too hot. As opposed to standing up for our justice, standing up for the United States. And now he wants to come out and say, well, you know, I was looking at those charges and the whole thing with uh, that Alvin Bragg is flimsy at best. It's just flimsy. But this thing, this thing that's happening in Florida, I don't know. That's a different story. There might be something there. What is there when a judge says, we don't care about attorney-client privilege. We're just going to get rid of that. And you're going to come in and you're going to talk to us. We don't care about who's leaking the information. As long as it's being leaked on Trump, wait, that's all we want. So Bill Barr saying that Trump is toast, I got another one for you. The United States is toast, Bill, because you don't care about the rule of law. You have a law degree. You have an analytical mind. You can see through this. But your hate for Trump, wanting to stop Trump, I don't want him back in the White House. Oh, no, we can't have him back in the White House. It's too chaotic. Well, what do we have with Joe Biden? Men pretending to be women, men pretending and I mean, playing in female sports, women walking around saying that they're men having babies. You got schools wanting to tell children that you're not a man, you're not a boy, you're a girl, you're something else. Gender reaffirming care. You have the FBI going after parents who are saying, we don't want this. Is this what you want, Bill? Is this what you want? And I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say, because we all knew that Jack Smith was going to bring these stupid charges against Trump. But something else you guys have got to realize, that have you not noticed that people like Bill Barr and some of the other talking heads when they're speaking, 
they're pretty much telling you what's going to happen. Is if they're, they're signaling to the person who's doing the investigation, no, you might not want to bring charges against this. You might want to bring charges against something else. Have you not noticed that? And Bill Barr was one of those ones who was out front and center saying, well, you know, when you look at it, Trump having those documents, you can have those documents. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, and we can quibble over, you know, when he declassified and when he did this. But, but there's something else that's there. They might be looking at espionage. They might be looking at that he had the documents and he showed the documents to someone. They might be looking at that. And lo and behold, when Jack Smith presented his 37-count indictment, everything that Bill Barr was out speaking about earlier on, manifested itself in the indictment. Go figure. Could it be that he was signaling to Jack Smith? Nope. Don't go there because that's not a strong case. But this might be a stronger case if you look at it this way. No, how would Bill Barr know that? And then just mysteriously, Jack comes out, and those are the things that he's indicting Trump on, 37. And then Bill Barr had also said at one point, you know, he might get off on, you know, having those documents and, you know, because, you know, Joe Biden had the documents, but that espionage, if they decide to move in that direction, and the question was put to him, but what do you mean by that? Well, that he had documents and that he was going to share those documents with someone else. Or he had shown them to someone else. And lo and behold, the indictment reads exactly what Bill Barr had said. Hmm. Bet you never thought about that. So while Bill Barr might not have called Jack Smith, not that we know of, but I'm sure there's someone in Bill Barr's camp and in Jack Smith's camp probably put two and two together and say, oh, let's go out for drinks. Now, what does Bill think about this? And what happened here? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because that is something separate from Hillary Clinton. But then it goes back to Joe Biden. And they're all saying, well, you know, this investigation is going to take some time because, you know, it's rather difficult. But then Bill Barr came out and said, Jack Smith, oh, it's easy to get that done. That's, that's real easy. He either had it, he had the documents, he didn't have it. Think about what I'm saying here. So albeit Bill Barr fulfilled his constitutional duties at times, but there was still a dislike and a hate for Trump. Because you also have to remember that before Trump brought Bill Barr in to have the FBI, Bill Barr did not like Trump. Bill Barr said that he was not going to vote for Trump. But when Trump brought Bill Barr in, Bill Barr saw it in his constitutional duties to save the republic from the lies of the Democrats. And he knew, hey, all I got to do is come in and do X, Y, Z, and that's it. And that's what he did. But now, Bill Barr's looking at this and saying, you know, this man is going to run again. We don't need him. So I'm just going to drop little tidbits out as to what Jack Smith should be looking at. And some of the other guys that are district attorneys that are planning on going after Trump. This is what you should be focusing in on. Now, remember, they're saying that the case in Atlanta, Georgia, over the election, and they were saying that Trump was trying to change the election. They said, oh, there's nothing there. 
they can bring it up, but there's not a whole lot there. Interesting, huh? And I'm sure that he'll probably get indicted. Because what they're trying to do is they want to tie him down so that he can't be on the campaign trail. Because in a lot of these cases, the judges are saying, we're going to demand that he's there. He must be present at the trial. Look at what happened with Gene Carroll. They even said that him not being there, that's probably the reason why the jurors voted against him. No, the jurors voted against him because they were in liberal New York City. They already had their verdict in mind. Come on, let's be real. Now, this latest case being done in Florida, I, I question that. I do question. Because you would think that a grand jury there would have said, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna move forward with this. But at the same time, as I said, you have 26 individuals on a grand jury. Only 12 have to agree to, to move forward. And we don't know exactly what was presented to the grand jury for them to say, yeah, maybe you should, maybe we should look at this. Maybe we should indict. And we don't know if Jack Smith told them, look, we want to remind you that by saying that we should move forward with this, it does not mean that he's guilty. It just means that we want to look at this so that people will see that we're acting fairly in, under the law. You know, they can case these things up and dress them up that people will think, oh, well, we're doing the right thing because it's not going to hurt anything. And they're, he probably told them, yeah, it will be the first, you know, president to be indicted. But, you know, he's been, he was indicted in, in New York City, so it's not really a precedent. We're just trying to get to the bottom of this. And if he's not guilty, you know, it will prove itself in the court. But what they don't tell them is that, huh, once we get him in, that's it, because we can deck the cards against him. And I'm sure they probably also said, you got to also realize that he's a man of independent means, unlike someone else who doesn't have the money. He can defend himself. He can buy the best attorneys to defend him. But what they, did, they didn't tell them is that we're going to tie this up so good that we're going to even subpoena his attorneys to talk. And attorneys are going to want to stay from him because they'll say, wait a minute. If I represent them, and if they subpoena me to go against my attorney-client privilege, no other client is going to want to trust me. You see how they work this thing, how they tie it all in? They know what they're doing, and it's by design. It's by design to stop Trump, to make Trump toxic, so that no one will want to represent him. But you know what could happen? They can get a first-year law student who knows the law and who's good, who sees what's happening here and say, this is so wrong, and I'm going to defend him, I'm going to defend him. The only problem then would be is the judge, because we have a lot of corrupt judges, like the judge who heard the Gene Carroll case. He was corrupt, allowing all this past information to come in. The judge over the Michael Sussman case, when John Durham tried him, he was corrupt. So you have a lot of corrupt judges. The judge who's going to hear Alvin Bragg's case that Trump didn't report information that he was trying to hide money that he gave to Stormy Daniels, Juan McKern, McKern, or whatever he pronounced his name, he's corrupt. His wife gave to Joe Biden's campaign. His daughter is working on the campaign. And no one sees that there being a problem with this. And then they'll say, oh, don't talk about the judges because we can be, we'll be putting their lives at risk. We can't talk about them. But meanwhile, you're okay with releasing the, the addresses of the Supreme Court judges. Oh, that's okay. And that's the uh, conservative Supreme Court judges. We're okay with releasing their information. We, it's okay with that. They're nobodies because they didn't rule the way we want them to rule. Oh, release their information. And we're not going to even give them protection. Oh, but the judges that are hearing Trump's case, oh, don't talk about them. You got to be careful. You see, 
you see how they change things. You see how they change things up. And you will never notice it because you would have forgotten about it. And if the media isn't reporting on it, you'll never know it existed. The same way the media isn't reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop that we now know is truthful and that big tech tried to suppress along with the media. The same way we know that Joe Biden too had classified documents. And when you look at policies that are being exchanged in favor of a lot of these countries, it begs the question, did they pay him off? What did Joe know? But see, the media won't delve into that. And because the news cycle is so fast and is constantly changing, the average person doesn't stop to say, wait a minute. This just happened with them. But you're going to bring charges against Trump. How is it that you're going to just break down the attorney-client privilege? How is it that you're going to go back and find process crimes from years ago and change the law just to go after one man? This doesn't seem right. Black people should certainly see this because this is what happened to them and the Democrat itself years ago. But see, they won't report this to you because they want you to think Trump bad man, Trump orange man. He's bad. We got him now. But no one is thinking, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Put the brakes on this. I don't care if he's on audio saying something. Bill Clinton was on audio, and he kept it for 12 years before a judge, Judge Berman, who is a Clinton appointee, came out and said, no, he can keep the audio. It's his because of the Presidential Act, Re Records Act. And you mean that we can't say the same thing for Trump? Oh, yeah, but Trump is on audio. I don't care if Trump is on audio. Attorney-client privilege has been breached. The way they went about getting this information has been breached. It's questionable. But then the judge who's going to hear it, a Trump appointee, we're going to attack her nonstop. We're going to attack her so bad that she'll want to walk away from this. We're going to attack her so bad that the appellate's court will come down and rule against her. This is how well-crafted these individuals are with what they're doing. And we have to be aware of it, and we have to call it out, and we have to remember it. Because if we don't call it out, Andrew, they will get away with it. Yeah, they will. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. 
Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. So the last half of the show. And I, I hope what Andrew and I were presenting to you will cause you to think and question what is happening in our country with our legal system, with our Department of Justice, which Merrick Garland heads and the, and the FBI, where Christopher Ray is at the top. Christopher Ray, who was suggested to Trump by Chris Christie to put him in that position. Chris Christie, who's now running against Trump. And who has come out and said, oh, Trump, this is over. He should just resign. He should step down. He should get out of the race. Asa Hutchinson is saying the same thing. Oh, he should get out. He's been indicted. We saw him. He's indicted. He should get out. He's a criminal. But you're innocent until proven guilty. And every Republican, well, not just every Republican, but everyone on both sides of the aisle, both party affiliations, including the independents, should see what's happening here and say, I might not like Trump, but this shouldn't be happening. This is wrong at every level. They're trying to railroad this man. Yeah, I know about the video and all that stuff, but this man, he's always blustering. He's always talking. But the way they're trying to go after him, it's wrong. And the way some of the people at the top who used to be in his administration are saying, oh, he's toasted, he's this and he's that, that's wrong also because we don't hear them coming down so hard on Barack Obama, John Brennan, or Joe Biden, and the John Durham report. Why don't they critique that report just as harsh? Why is it only Trump? And John Brennan, not John Brennan, but uh, John Durham is going to be speaking before Congress, I think it's June 21st. And let's see how they're going to critique that if they're going to even talk about it. But right now, they're certainly, oh, we saw him. He, they went in, they got him, and they brought him into uh, the Florida jail uh, courthouse, and he was arraigned, and he said not guilty, and let's see what's going to happen. And, you know, Rachel Maddow even said, she said to Lawrence O'Donnell last week, she's like, well, maybe this will help us in that maybe Trump will argue a plea deal that he will agree not to run for the presidency of the United States if they drop these charges. See, this is probably what they're thinking, what their little minds are thinking, that we'll, we'll part squeeze him so hard that he'll say, okay, guys, if you just drop the charges, don't proceed, I'll step out of the race. I'm sure a lot of them would like that. We know on the left, we, they want it because no one on the left has stood up and said, this is wrong here. 
you, you can't do this. We don't like Trump, but this is completely wrong. I think it was Barney Frank who came out and said that, you know, why would they even indict him? This just helps him win the election. Now, I know that there are some that are saying, well, if he wins the election, if we indict him, he'll get more power and then he'll become the candidate of choice and we'll be able to beat him. Beat him with Joe Biden? If it's a fair and square election, people will run from Joe Biden. Now, I know that Trump is like a lightning rod to many on the left. They see him as like, oh, no, we don't want him. We're going to go in and we'll vote for Joe. And I can see that now. And you know why? Because they don't tell the truth about Joe. And as I said, he too is under investigation, but they're slow walking it. I don't know why Bill Barr won't call that out and say, what are they slow walking? And you know what else, what else is interesting? Bill Barr already knows the information that they have on Joe Biden, but he's not saying anything. He already knows it. That you would think he would talk to those points where, you know, this doesn't look good for Joe either, but he's not going to. He's not going to say anything. He's going to be quiet and let all of this stay hidden. He's just going to keep quiet. The same way Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, is quiet because, you know, he doesn't like Trump. He wants Trump to be destroyed. Old turtle. He doesn't like Trump. John Thune from South Dakota, he doesn't like Trump. I think he actually endorsed Tim Scott. Not that there's anything wrong with that. John Corning, Republican from Texas, he likes to straddle the fence like Lindsey Graham. But wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if all of these Republicans came out and stood together and saw this for what it is and say this is wrong? You should not be going after your political opponent. Because what they have to realize is that if they're going after him, they're not just going after Trump per se. They're going after Republicans. They're going after the supporters of the Republicans, and they're telling them, you better shut up and you better change your mind fast. Because look at what we did to the Jan 6 folks. We'll do it to you. And if you keep supporting Trump, we're going to come after you. Think about this. This is what's happening. But they want you to think that it's not what's happening. They want you to think that, oh, no, we're not doing that. They want you to think that it's something completely different. So you have these Republicans that are sitting quietly, oh, we're not going to say anything. And you know what? The media won't go to them and ask them, what do you think about this? Because, see, they're being useful tools for the media by not coming out and denouncing this, I would say to all Republicans, take names as to the people who aren't coming out and denouncing this persecution. Now, we know that Lisa Murkowski, she wants Trump to be gone because she's a Democrat from Alaska, and she votes with the Democrats. She wants you to think that she's a hardline Republican, but she isn't. Take note of those Republicans who are quiet. Even Nancy Mace who's had her run-ins with Trump. And she's openly said it. I've had run-ins with Trump. But on this, this is wrong. This is wrong. But why can't the senior leaders come out and say the same thing? 
What do they have to lose? They're saving the party. But see, they won't say anything because they're hoping, well, there are some Republicans that are out there, they're watching us. And maybe we can peel them off for Trump. Now you watch, mark my word on this. If Trump's numbers start to diminish in the polls, it will be on. Because they will all then come out forcefully and say, he should drop out, he should drop out. No, he shouldn't. If people don't want to vote for him, they won't vote for him, but he should stay in. After this indictment, as I said on last night's show, I was all in for Trump. Because I know they don't like him. They're afraid of him. Though some will say, oh, it's just too much chaos, and I keep mentioning this. But are you overlooking the chaos of Joe Biden's White House? Are you just letting that just go right over you? Oh, well, Barack, Barack Obama, we didn't have any issues. Oh, yes, you did. Look at Loris Lerner. Oh, and that's something else I want to call to your attention. Loris Lerner. Jack Smith. He's tied in with Loris Lerner. The IRS situation, whereby no one was prosecuted. Loris Lerner, who went after conservatives. Conservatives must wake up. They've got to wake up. And they have got to play the game the way these guys are playing it. I know the media will come out and say, oh, this is retribution, this is retribution. No, it's not. It's honoring the law. It's following the law. It's holding people accountable. I think back at 2016, when Trump had said, and I think I mentioned this on last night's show, he told Hillary Clinton, she was running against him. He said, when I'm elected, I'm going to appoint a special prosecutor to look after your situation. See, this is, these are things that are worth remembering, and that's the reason why I keep bringing them up. And once he was elected, he had a sit-down with Leslie Stahl. And she said, are you going to go after Hillary Clinton? Now, of course, the media had already said, oh, that'll be retribution. He's going after his opponent. And he said, no, I'm not going to go after her. These are nice people. They came to one of my weddings. These are nice people. They love their country. I'm not going to go after them. But little did Trump know that Hillary Clinton was plotting a very deceivious plan to take him out. Little did she he know that she was doing this whole Russia collusion deal. And guys, you also got to remember that she was found guilty by the FEC or the FEC fined her for using funds to pay for this whole Russian dossier. But see, the media won't spell that out to you. That in itself shows you that she was guilty, but the media will not spell it out. They said that she used money from the campaign that should not have been used, and then she misallocated it on her tax returns. What does that sound like? Oh, it sounds like Stormy Daniels. It sounds like the case that Alvin Bragg is bringing forth. You see the comparisons and the parallels? But the media won't compare that for you. They'll make you think, oh, this is completely different. Just like with Joe Biden. Oh, he had documents, but this is completely different. You know, Trump lied about it. Trump this. But the NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, knew that Trump had the documents. He knew he had the documents. Oh, but Trump said that he had given them all the documents, or maybe to his knowledge he thought that he had. Oh, well, Trump also, he was on tape and he was telling his uh, lawyers that maybe we should just tell them this is all we got and keep the others. Again, my question is, who was doing the taping and how did that tape get leaked to the public? 
And then the next thing is Trump was probably just joking around the same way he was joking around, as we said, with taking bleach and put it in your system. But they want you to believe, oh, he was serious about it. And that goes back to what I was saying during the first half of the show. Why do we have to believe that was serious and not the media being fake news? Why? See, we have to remember all of these things. We have to remember who we're, who we're up against. We're up against a power that is so strong that they want to destroy who we are as Americans. Never mind having a difference of opinion. They don't want you to have that. But see, Republicans are okay with that. We will let anyone come into the party. You can uh, to agree, to disagree with us. We're okay with it. But when it comes to the Democrats, they're very diabolical. And they want to destroy you. They want to wipe you off the face of the earth. They want to silence your voices. They want to deplatform you. Because they don't care about you if you don't agree with them. That is the reason why we need Trump. He's no more chaotic than they are. He, in fact, he's less chaotic. And you know what else? He respects the rule of law. Something that they don't. He may question it, but he respects it. And if he gets back in office, he must go after all of these individuals. I know that the media will say, oh, no, this is retribution. He can't do this. Oh, no, we can't. No, he must. This is the only way to clean it up. It's the only way to clean it up. So those 75 million votes that Trump got, those individuals, I would encourage you to stay in his camp and bring in others. Because if we don't, Joe Biden will destroy this country. Look at China circling Vietnam, uh, not Vietnam, but uh, Thailand. No, no, I'm sorry, not Thailand, but Taiwan. North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un, rocket man, he's quiet right now. But before long, he'll come back out. Our enemies are starting to circle around us because they see that we are weak. We are weak fundamentally, and we are weak physically with our leader, Joe Biden. And then we're weak with the law and that they're putting the law after his major opponent to stop him. Why are they doing that when Joe is guilty, if you want to say guilty, of what they're accusing Trump of doing? But as I said, the commentators, they're quiet on all that. They don't want to say anything about it. So these Republicans who aren't coming out so that their voices can be heard, that they support him, they're also sending out a signal to independence. See, we don't support him. You don't have to support him. Asa Hutchinson, really? Chris Christie, really? I mean, you were all for Trump, Christie, in 2016 and 2020. I mean, you guys were the ones who were coaching him as to how he should go against Joe Biden. And now because you didn't get your dream job, Christie, 
Now you want to come in and just disrupt the system, tear it apart, destroy it for your own selfish personal reasons, as opposed to standing up. Because if they do this to Trump, guys, you got to remember, they'll do it to the next Republican and the next Republicans. They don't care. So while they might say, oh, Ron DeSantis, yeah, we really have Ron DeSantis, they'll destroy him. They'll destroy Nikki Haley, Vivek Raswamy, Tim Scott. They'll destroy them. But see, they would rather go against those candidates as opposed to Trump. Because Trump has all those voters, all those supporters. And they want you to think, oh, no, we're going to peel them away. I heard that there is a billionaire who's going to do, or a millionaire who's going to devote $50 million to attack Trump, to bring Trump down. Now, just imagine if he were to use that money to get troops on the ground to vote. But you're going to waste your money trying to stop Trump. And the only person that can stop him, the people that can stop him, are the voters. They just won't vote for him. The people that support Trump, they know what they're getting. They know what they're up against. Maybe that billionaire who's going to spend $50 million trying to stop him doesn't know what he's up against or what he's doing. And the Democrats are okay with this because they know that we'll self-destruct. We'll destruct from within. As opposed to standing up and saying this makes no sense. We need to get troops on the ground. We need money to counter the money that the left is raising. But we won't do it because we're so lost and our own hate for the man in the party who's been fighting nonstop. And that's the reason why people will vote for him, because they see that he is a fighter. Everything that he's going through, he can just give it up and say, no, no more. But he's willing to sacrifice it all, Andrew, for the people. Yeah, he is. And we've never seen the deep state come after someone like they have President Donald Trump. And that's when that's who's coming after you, uh, he must be doing something right. So uh, we just got to continue on and support President Trump. And I'd like to see the rest of the Republicans, as Rob say, jump on board. I'm a little disappointed in the weak reaction after the Trump indictment. I would have expected more uh, fury on the Republican side. Maybe that's still to come. But we're all out of time tonight. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>